Coming up on today's show, I'm going to tell you all about the BMW 330i xDrive that I recently had for a long weekend. Wes Tankersley will join us for the Builder's Corner segment. And if there's time, I'll do a little bit of Q&A, and then I'll play a conversation I had with Mr. Mark Stoneman, who was visiting from Michigan, friend of the show, financial supporter of the show, as my social media highlight of the week. But first, I'm going to tell you guys about Four Online. Well, Online has been bringing the best truck accessories and truck parts to enhance the appearance and performance of all trucks and SUVs. Just ask Mr. West Tankersley. He picked up a wheel and tire package for his new, new used Wrangler. They have an extensive range of upgrades that will match any maker model on the road. Their truck products cover everything to give your truck or Jeep a custom look and added functionality. Head over and use the configuration tool for the wheel and tire package. They carry all the major brands of wheels and tires, so go get outfit today. Visit them at Four Wheel Online or call them at 813-769-2451. This is the Hard Parking Podcast brought to you by Right Honda out of Scottsdale, Arizona. I am your host, Jay Finning. A few things I could talk about today. Those of you who are used to this show know this is the more society and culture version of the podcast, which gives me pretty much the freedom to talk about whatever I want. Remembering 9-11, I think I'm going to spend some time on that. I could kind of talk a little bit about masks, and I know that we're all getting tired of that subject and vaccinations and all those type of things, but that is kind of in the news. That's what's going on now, and it's as controversial as ever. But man, 20 years, 20 years ago, the tragedy that is 9-11 happened. And it's it's crazy because it it doesn't really seem like just yesterday, but it doesn't seem like 20 years ago for those of you who are old enough to remember that. In fact, my kids, they're not old enough to remember. I have a 25-year-old and a 22-year-old. But they remember that it happened because it comes up every year. And it's one of those things where it's not like, you don't celebrate it, obviously. It's just remembering. And that is the single biggest tragedy that we've had in modern times amidst all the other stuff that's going on in the world and that's gone on in the United States in the last dozen or so years. We went to the, I think everybody remembers where they were, for those of you old enough. I was working at a call center job in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and a friend of mine and and I, we were going on break in the tall building. I remember we walked past kind of where the restaurant area would be in the bar because it was a call center that was actually in a much larger building and we only took like a floor or whatever. So we're on some other floor and I looked at him and said, BJ, why are those? There's, it's kind of early to have so many people around the bar, isn't it? So we kind of walked in there and was like, hey, what are you guys watching on TV? You know, any, you do anything you can to kind of avoid having to go back to work. And that's when we saw it. And we walked up right as the first tower fell. Probably within six seconds of us standing there. And we looked at each other and looked at everybody else. And we're like, oh, my God, is this, is, this, is this really happening? Is this live? Where is this? Is this New York? So you kind of never really forget. Podcast at gmail.com. Let me know where you were, what you remember. I bought a, a newspaper that day, or maybe the day after, and I still have it downstairs. It's perfectly preserved, and I think I just bought it as a slice of history. And I didn't even know I had it till last year. I was kind of digging through my old art folder, and I was like, what is this in this padded envelope? And sure enough, it was, uh, I think it was a Grand Rapids Press front page. Maybe it was USA Today. It said something like America attacked. I'm trying to think about it right now. I didn't go and pull it out, but I'm just trying to think about it. I believe both towers were standing and I think an airplane was getting ready to go through the other one or go through one of them. I just, it's, it's one of those things you just don't forget as far as the event happening. A couple of years ago, my wife and I went to New York City and we went to the memorial. And that is, if you haven't been to that, if you thought about going, I would say go because it is, it's eye-opening. Obviously, it's very sad and depressing, but 
you get to see firsthand the reality of how fragile life can be. And then there's so many things that transpired that you may have already forgotten had you not been around at the time. And even if you were, and if you were too young to remember, I feel like that's one of the, one of the memorials that everybody, every American should go because you walk through there and there's certain rooms where you can, you can hear a pin drop. And there's a lot of people there. There's a lot of people there with you going through this tour, but people are respectful. They're quiet, just reading, watching the short videos. And they have crushed fire engines, crushed vehicles. There's a fire truck where the ladder on this thing is just crumpled as if it was made out of paper. And it's just knowing what these materials feel like just metal, like just imagine a piece of metal, like you see it in storms and stuff, but when it's right there in front of you, it is the, it is the, the oddest feeling. It's like, wow. And that was from the debris. And then, and then think about, can you imagine a giant jet engine, a turbine just landing on the ground next to you or crushing your car or losing somebody to that? There's people who died from de- the debris alone. From when that plane hit, just the debris that it caused, because everyone, you know how people are, they kind of gather around to see what's going on, whip their phones out, and yeah. But one thing about that event and all the controversy around it, and, you know, did America plan it, or was this just a tool to enlist people, or because it inspired a generation to enlist. And I guess. In a way, with the current President Biden following through on Trump's plans to pull America out of Afghanistan, it kind of it kind of put an end to it, but we're never going to forget, nor should anyone ever forget. Had an observation the other day, driving around, and I've, I've seen this thing with these classic cars. I saw it at a couple of cars and coffee, and I thought it was really cool, but it's a thing that classic cars are doing, that they're starting to black out all the chrome. Because when you see an old Nova and it's blue and chrome, it looks great still. It's like, wow, that is cool. But when it's blue and blacked out instead of the chrome, it just takes on a whole other level of coolness, in my opinion. And I'm starting to see that more and more and more. And it's weird because it's, I almost want to go buy a classic car and do that because it's such a cool look. Although thinking back as a child, black in whatever color it it wasn't cool it was cheap looking you ever have it where you you want like the hot wheels and they buy you the the knockoff cars not even matchbox i wouldn't consider matchbox knockoff cars but i guess for a while matchbox felt like knockoff cars they had the smaller wheels and the smaller tires and they were always kind of black and it just looked dumb and then the hot wheel had the chrome the craigers you know, the split fives. This was before they started doing the, the silly oversized, super deformed look. But I'm really liking that. So let me know if you guys are have seen anything like that out there. I'm going to talk about masks really quick. Just a quick story about the post office. Because here in Arizona, I don't know what people are doing anymore. You know, the Delta rate, Delta variant is going up. More and more people are getting it. You know, we've been to a few parties where someone had to cancel because they got it or their kids have gotten it. And it's just a matter of time before you're required to wear masks, regardless if you're vaccinated or not. Because, as I said before, there's no way to really prove that you are unless you have the card on you. And then they look kind of dumb if they ask you to prove that you are. But it's a kind of it's it's kind of a weird feeling when I walk into Home Depot. And now it's back to 50-50, whereas before it was everybody was wearing a mask except for a couple of idiots. I call them idiots because the rule for the place was you have to wear a mask. I remember a couple of years ago when you walked around and somebody had a mask on, you looked at them like, are they, are they ill? That's kind of odd. But I feel like it's one of those things now where I go out and I go shopping, if I go to eat, if I'm with my wife, just at the store running errands. And now that it seems like most employees of businesses have to wear the masks as required 
by their bosses, by the company they work for. And then customers are starting to wear it. You're starting to see it more and more. And then I don't have one on and it feels kind of weird. Like I'm the one saying I don't need to, even though I'm fully vexed. So I was walking into the post office the other day and I saw a sign on the door. It says, instead of please practice social distancing, wear a mask if you're unvaccinated, it says masks are required in the post office. I'm looking around and just about everybody has a mask. So I go back to my car and I grab my mask because I feel like I would be kind of a hypocrite if I didn't. And I say that because I've said many times before on this podcast that I'll wear one if you want me to wear one. If it makes you feel better, I'll wear one, even though I'm vaccinated. And I didn't really want to go to the car and get it, but I did. Because who am I? So I'm getting, I'm in there and I'm standing in line. And of course, there's a couple people who don't have them on. And I'm not going to mask shame them. That's not my job. But I don't know. I think it's just a matter of time to we're going to have to anyway. Thank God I didn't throw away all my masks. Now, you know, the legality of making us do it, can they make us do it? I don't know. I don't want to have that conversation. Am I always grabbing the expensive masks that I used to grab? I am not. Like when I flew a couple of weeks ago, I got a free mask at NS Expo, and this mask doesn't do shit. But I wore it. I, I picked that mask because it was the most comfortable. It was loose. And I could breathe, and I had to wear the thing all freaking day. But I did it. So we'll see where we're at. Here we are in September 2021. This whole thing was supposed to be magically gone. People are getting vaccinated. FDA approved a vaccination and we're still having this this spike. And I'm wondering if every year is going to be like this. If every year there's going to be another strain. I'm not saying it's the flu, but like the flu, every year there's a there's an evolution of the previous year. And I wonder if that's just what this is going to be. Booster shot or bust. There's plenty of shots I have to take to stay employed, and I don't even spend time with customers. But it's still required of me to get those shots or show proof that I've had shots and or immunizations, immunization records. Is that what this is going to become? But I don't want to be a hypocrite. So I did it. Coming up, Mark Stoneman. How do you get used to the sound of your voice? That's why I've always hated about recordings. Have, has that ever bothered you? Early on. Yeah. You get used to it. Okay. And it's a, it's a good thing to kind of listen. We're talking to Mr. Stoneman, who's in town visiting, supporter of the show, uh, both financially and listens to every episode. In fact, if I fuck up, he usually sends me an email or <laughs> not an email, but text messages and says, dude, where's your episode? So... <laughs> You know the rule, when people are in town, they get to come by the studio and have a drink. And we've been kind of hanging out all weekend, actually. Friends for, God, I've known you for a long time. Yeah. How long? It's. So I've been married to Yvette for 17 years. So, yeah, and that's how we met. And I have met Yvette when I started working at my job. So, and that's 19 years this summer. Right. Or this winter. So it's right. been a long time. So good to have you in studio. Thank you. Thanks for having um, me. What were you asking me before I interrupted you? It's been a long day. It has been a long day. We've done a lot. We've ate a lot. We've drank a lot. We're still drinking. We're still drinking. In fact, I've hooked him up with a uh, Habiki highball. Yes. With the cherry. What were the cherries? Luxardo. Give you, yes. Give you two Luxardo cherries. Those I'm drinking are, Habiki on yeah. the rocks. And those are gone already. And my little thing keeps falling down. Yeah, because that's designed for a normal rocks class, and yeah. I gave you a taller one, so so worth it. But yeah, we've uh, so we've been here what since Thursday night. Yeah, and it's what Saturday. Recording this, we we're recording head, this on a Saturday. Yeah, heading home tomorrow, unfortunately. So, but yeah, you guys have been a great host. You've taken us everywhere. I think you know we've gotten hit all the good stuff. You know, since uh, Sedona and uh, Jerome and all the good restaurants and. We've had a really good time. What, what so far? Because it's not over. We're so going far. tomorrow for mimosas. What is it about Phoenix or Arizona in general that maybe you didn't know? Like, what's been your biggest surprise? I think the actual heat, like the heat <laughs> has been the biggest. Because obviously, like in Michigan, we get the heat, but we get the humidity with it. So it's usually like 
if it's this hot in Michigan, the humidity is way yeah. up and you just don't want to do anything. It's fucking ridiculous. You can't do anything. But here, you know, you get out there and it's 110 degrees and normally I would be like, fuck that. I'm staying home or inside. Mm-hmm. But it's not as it's not as bad as you would think. So that's been kind of a surprise not to have that humidity and not to have not to actually be that uncomfortable when you go outside. What's been the weirdest thing? Think about know. stuff you've seen, maybe what you were thought. Cause when I came out here to work the first time, so one of my really good friends, Jeremy Crump, he told me years ago that he wanted to move to Phoenix. I'm like, why? Like, what is there? The middle of the desert. And when I Googled the job that I used to work for, I saw all I saw was one tall building and a bunch of flat. <laughs> but when I moved out here, it was nothing like, I thought it was. Yeah. There was a lot more rocks. I went into Home Depot over by my job. They didn't sell lawnmowers, which was weird to me. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, we obviously have grass on this side of the valley, but at that time it was a little closer to downtown and nobody had fucking grass. Yeah. You know, so shit like that. So is there anything like that that kind of stood out? I don't think so. Like, you know, I have my brothers in San Diego. So, you know, I think, you know, as far as the rocks for landscaping and right. you know i don't know are they called succulents outside like if they grow on the ground like that kind of shit like you know so that you know i've i've seen that and experienced that so i i don't know if there's anything that's been just really threw me off like this is sure. really weird but this is like the first real stay in arizona like i don't think we've ever we've driven through once or twice different but, experience from the highway yeah completely different and yeah. also i think that was like at night, so it's pretty much like we're just can't driving. see shit. Yeah, I couldn't see anything, couldn't experience anything. So yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like the the views of like the mountains were like, I mean, you see that shit on TV and you see it in movies. And you're like, oh, that looks really cool. But like seeing it in person was pretty, pretty amazing. Like the actual like the red rocks that we saw up in Sedona and the red dirt and all that stuff. That's it's, cool. It is pretty neat. It's a lot. You don't think about it until you actually get to see it, and that's. That was pretty neat. What do you think of Jerome? You know, I I bet you we probably could have spent a little bit more time there and it probably been a little bit more interesting. Like, just the whole setup and, like, being on the side of the mountain like that and, like, you know, all the, what do do you call it? Like, the, not mystical, but, like, spooky stories you hear about it and, like, you can see. It's like the whole place is haunted and everybody's, like, super spiritual and. Ghost stories and. Yeah. Look up you this know. kaleidoscope. Have you ever seen a kaleidoscope <laughs> yeah, before? Have you ever seen one? It's amazing. So yeah, that was. Uh, I I think we could if we if we would have spent a little bit more time there, I think it would have been pretty cool. But I know we had a lot to do today, so yeah. But yeah, that's I like that kind of like eerie, like you know, mm-hmm. kind of spiritual, creepy. I like spooky stories, and that's you know where the bulk of those things come from, or little towns like that. So I thought that was pretty neat. Switching gears. This is why I suckered you into my casting couch. <laughs> so we've so known each other. this was planned. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, this you was planned. planned. That's right. why I boozed you up a little bit. <laughs> Took you out for a nice dinner. Nice romantic dinner. Yeah. Wine me and dine me. So we've known each other for a while. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? I don't remember the actual first conversation, but what were your initial takeaways of Jay Finning when you, when my wife now introduced us because i'm sure she talked about me at work like how could she not (laughs) i mean she's downstairs doing it right now she's downstairs talking shit right now (laughs) as we sit up here and drink but i'm just curious like because people change sometimes like you could have been like hey he's a cool dude and he's still a cool dude or it's like i don't know he's a little sketchy but yeah (laughs) and i was right but you're still with him so yeah whatever makes you happy like what were kind of your initial thoughts? Because I know mine of your of you, but you well, go I don't want to know what yours of mine are. So, but I will tell you, and I think it's still the same thing. Is like you give off this like aura of just being really fucking cool. Like you have always <laughs> come it. across that way of like you've always been super friendly. Like in any group setting, you know, because I've seen you amongst your friends, and I've seen you amongst her friends and her family, and yeah. um, like you are the type of person. And I don't think a lot of people can do this that can just come into any group and just be comfortable. And I think you have this really great, you do this great job of making everybody else also feel comfortable. Um, you know, so, and I think you've, you've been that way ever since I met you. So uh, even to this day, you know, you've, you can, you're the type of person that can 
go into any setting and just be comfortable and be your same personality and everybody is drawn to that. You're like one of those people that you draw people in. So um, I think, you know, and I think you've always been that way. I mean, even to this day, it's still, I mean, we'll go for a while and not even talk. And then it's like, you know, we're having a three day conversation over text about, you right. know, whatever. <laughs> about so, your, uh, your, your orange car. Yes. The, yeah, the orange Subaru. And I appreciate that. Sometimes Yvette talks a little shit like, oh, you like, you get along with everyone. I'm like, is, is there a problem with that? No, but I, I don't, you probably don't know this, but it's probably, that's, I don't think that's very common. I don't think people do that very, I know I don't do that very well. Yeah. Like I, especially as I get older, I'll just shut down and be like, whatever, and walk away. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I just don't have you're that stupid. in me anymore. I'm out. Yeah, like, I just don't have that in me anymore to be like, either, not even if like, oh, I think you're stupid or like, yeah. oh, I'm picking up the vibe that you think I'm stupid. Like, okay, well, you know, I, I automatically know, like, I'm just done. But I don't think, either if you pick it up, you don't care, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. You've always, I don't know. You just, you have that persona of just being, I'm the fucking coolest guy in the room and I'm not going to try about <laughs> That's it. <funny>. So, <laughs> and I think yeah. everybody thinks that too. Yeah. Like we no. all think we've all thought yeah. that. So, um, no, but yeah. So I, I don't remember the actual first, do you remember the first time we met? I don't, but I know that you were my wife's best friend at work. Yes. You know, Very much and so. That, and that, yeah. And I met you. I'm like, oh, right, yeah, he's he's definitely super fucking cool. Yeah. And I can see well, how thanks. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. So. Well, I think, too, I think that's probably why you guys work so well together. Because if anybody knows your wife, she's also, people are also drawn to her. You know, yeah. she's always been magnetic personality, just like you guys do. So it's probably why, you know. Um, she was sheltered, dude. Yeah. She, well, was, she, she had a sheltered life growing up, um, in my opinion. And one of the biggest challenges we had when we were dating is my life was so much different than hers yeah. growing up. And it was hard for her. And she'll admit this. It was hard for her to even understand some of the things like my relationship with my parents, my brother, my super small family. Um, I talked to my mom once every few weeks, if that. And she would just lose it if she couldn't talk to her mom every day. Every day. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but she, or anybody in her family. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. And so she appreciated it eventually. Um, but. I need to get her on here. I, I tease getting her on here once. I don't think she's ever been on your podcast. She's never been on the podcast, but I think uh, it'd be interesting. She's like, well, what do I talk about? I said, I don't know, whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> um, she had a, a Honda Accord loaner, but we only drove it like once because it was just before we went out of town. And she liked that. I said, you come on, talk about the Honda Accord, but then everyone's going to think that she has to talk about it because right Honda sponsors the podcast i'm like there's no contractual agreement for me to say anything about them other than they sponsor the podcast right like nothing i could say the honda civic sucks <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna lose my sponsorship yeah you know yeah because i only i only speak the truth no but the, the the civic is nice but i need to get her on here my brother-in-law just got a new civic and it's he's got the new one i it's brand new like it's and it's the second car he's bought so his first car he bought was a civic and then his newest car, and that was years ago. Like, I think that was like a, maybe a 2000. Okay. And then he bought the newest version. It's black. It's, it's really nice. I couldn't tell you which one it was, but I know it's a Honda. So they only have the Sport in the Touring Edition right now. They're coming out with the hatchback soon. I think his, I thought his was a hatchback. Is so it not a Civic then? They don't have a hatchback for the 2021 model year. They do for the no, 20. No, well, 20, 2020. Okay, so yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Those are nice, yeah. But the, the newest, newest, which has kind of like a weird snub nose to it. Mm -hmm. It almost looks like a Jetta, honestly. Oh, okay. Like you can't really tell until you're up on one from the yeah. back what it is. And then they're going to come out with a hatchback version of that soon. His Yeah, so whatever he's got, I can't remember now, but I was there last year and he just got it. And it's, it was, an, it's, you know, it's black on black and it's a Honda hatch. And I know it has a hatchback and it's four doors, but I couldn't tell you exactly what else it was. But I remember it being really nice. And what a, what a difference from, you know, what he had before. So. Right. 
you're a Honda. You've had Hondas. What is, what is the one you and Abby? It was a, we talked about earlier. Was it not an, it was an element? The element. Yeah. Did you only have one or did you have two? I only had one. She had two by default. So okay. I remember telling her, I was showing her this car that I wanted and I wasn't in a position to buy it yet. And then she, so she went out and bought it. So Oh, that was nicer. Yeah. <laughs> I was I like, really oh, you're in this car. Oh, okay. She hey, was I looking the car at you cars wanted. again. I'm like, oh, well, this is what I would, if I could buy a car right now, this is what I, what I would buy. And then, you know, the next day she, I don't know, next day. She shows yeah, up yeah, but with she the shows same up color and everything so, that you yeah. wanted. No, yeah. she got the blue one and I wanted the red one. And I just wasn't, I wasn't ready to purchase it yet. I think we were, Stephanie and I were still engaged and okay. kind of going through that whole thing. And then I bought it for her. This is a funny story. So when her and I, got married she had a pontiac sunfire and she was living in indiana and she came up to michigan and she didn't realize like the difference in the, the weather and the snow and i think her first winter here there in michigan not yes. here in arizona <laughs> sorry so her first winter in michigan she um every day she's calling me she's like i just did a 360 i hate this car i hate this car like i think for probably about two or three months like that lasted so i knew we talked about it we knew what we wanted we knew exactly what we wanted and we just was kind of putting it you know we were still young and mm-hmm. you know trying to figure all that shit out and she kept saying like we just need to do it let's just do it and so i took a half a day off of work and i went and bought it like i knew she was ready for it it was all wheel drive you know it was just mm-hmm. it worked perfectly we had dogs and it was like you know perfect with the plastic floor right so I go out and I spend like half a day without her knowing and I purchase the exact car that we've been talking about for months, put it in the driveway, put a bow on it. You know, I even did all that, put a bow on it. And before she even gets home, she calls me. She's like, I'm so sick of this car. We just need to go buy the Honda Element. Mm-hmm. I can't do this anymore. It's too stressful, blah, blah, blah. So I get home, like I'm laughing because I, you know, it's in right. the driveway. Sure. And she gets home and she's pissed. Like I did it. I bought it without her. Like I did it with like, how dare you? I know. How like I bought you? you this for Christmas. Like this was yeah. your Christmas gift. And she, she still holds it over my head to this oh, day. Oh Jesus. So yeah. You know what Yvette thought when I bought her the Audi? She thought I rented it. <laughs> I was like, happy birthday. Uh, happy Valentine's day. Like just as a joke. Yeah. She's like, whose is this? I goes, it's yours. Did you rent it? Yeah. I fucking rented an Audi. A certified pre-owned Audi A4. Like, those are really, like, hot right now. It's not like I brought her home an R8 or some yeah. shit. Yeah. That's the one that's outside with a dent in the back bumper. Didn't you have to, like, drive to New York for that or something? You drove somewhere. I had it somewhere. shipped. Oh, you had it shipped. Shipped from New York to Grand Rapids. Okay. Audi of Grand Rapids, yeah. So, did you have to, like, did you do that through a dealership? Mm-hmm. Like, you found it? Okay. Yeah, because um, that dealership was great. So, you have your Subi. Your orange Subi, but it's kind of like a faded orange Subi. Yeah, I think it was. It was so I, I don't know the full story. And to be honest with you, I, I kind of just stumbled on it. My friend was going to get a brand new one, and they offered him next to nothing for it. And I, he's like, "Oh, if you want it, I'll sell it to you for that price." So I just was like, "Okay, why not?" You know, right? Um, I hated. So this is, this is a funny story. I'll tell you. So my family, we're a family of five. We got three kids. We need cars with a little bit of room in them. Mm-hmm. We each need them. Mm-hmm. The Subaru doesn't necessarily have all the room needed, but it works. But I bought, we were on the search for a second car. I'm trying to remember the why. So when we had the element, we had two kids, found out we we're pregnant with a third, and the element only is a four-seater. There's no, right. you know, so yeah. we're like, okay, well, let's get rid of that, which is also a weird story. I put that on Craigslist before, you know, when Craigslist was a big deal. And I when literally, legit. literally sold that car in less than 30 minutes. And I had like 10 offers right away, which was really odd. Um, but I, I sold that and I bought a Honda, or not a Honda, I bought a Volkswagen wagon turbo and loved it. Because we needed more room in the back for three car seats. Well, mm-hmm. I wasn't smart enough to actually put three car seats back there. So when we had three car seats to fit back there, it wouldn't fit. All I guess nice. fit. So we got rid of that. So I had to, I sold that. Also sold that on Craigslist pretty quickly, which was still amazing to me. And I was looking online. We were just looking for an SUV, something big enough. I don't know. I was probably looking for about two months. Found this random CX-9 online. 
Mazda. Mazda. And um, I bought it. And I thought I bought it thinking it was black. Like we bought it in December. It was cloudy out. <laughs> and it wasn't until spring. And I'm looking at this car. I'm like, this car isn't black. This car is purple. <laughs> I'm like, stupid. <laughs> so ever since then, it was a great car. Like the entire time, like it ran great. Grimace. But it was, I was like, this car is fucking I just couldn't stand it anymore. So, uh, I so you went from that. purple to orange. Yes, yeah, so I went okay. from purple to orange. You're yes. working your way down the skittle because yeah. you had red before. Yeah, right. red, so you orange, need a green car, and, and a yellow car. I won't do green, and I won't do yellow. I prefer black, which is funny. There's no so, black skittles. Yeah, the newest car we bought from there was a van, and that was black. And then we are on the Highlander now, so nice. And that's black. That which has always been my preference for cars, but yeah, I do drive the orange Subi around. So. Well, um, I need another drink. I'm almost done. Should people follow you? or do you, Is your account private or is it public? Okay, so I'm not the greatest when it comes to social media. I don't think it's private. I think you can find me. And it's, it's just Mr. Stoneman. Mr. Stoneman. Which yeah. I said on One Drink Wednesday for the longest. I thought you were using your wife's because I, I read it as Mrs. Stoneman. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. M.R. Stoneman is where it's at. Well, you can find me. I have a friend, Amy, who works for Acura. And Amy McRoberts is her name, right? Okay. And she actually did a bunch of skits called What Would Wonder Woman Do? This is even before Gal Gadot did her movies. Striking, Amy is. Super nice, though. And she had this other account, Amy, McR- Amy McRoberts Up Now. I'm like, oh, okay. It's like, you know, here I am, aspiring actress. You know, her husband is an actor. And it wasn't until like a couple of years I started looking at it and I go, holy shit, Amy, I apologize. I read it as Amy McRoberts up now. But it's Amy McRoberts Rup now because Rup now is her married name. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good laugh over it. I was like, I'm, I am not That's too crazy. embarrassed to admit I'm an idiot. <laughs> Amy McRoberts up now. That's hilarious. All right, let's get out of here. Thanks for uh, joining the Hard Parking Podcast. Thanks for being such a strong supporter of the show. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate it. I want to thank Mark Stoneman. That was uh, that was an awesome, a very fun conversation because we had both had a few pops. The wives were downstairs chatting it up, and we were just up here drinking and, and having a good time. Before we get to the rental car of the week, I want to tell you that it's sponsored by Higher Quality Detail out of Tempe, Arizona. They specialize in premium protection solutions and cosmetic customizations as your one-stop shop, ranging from basic detail and options through ceramic coatings, paint corrections, protection films, and more. Visit Ceramic Pro Arizona, one word, on Instagram, or Higher Quality Detail, that's H-Y-E-R, also one word, and get started looking your best today. I actually need to take the NSX up there. It is due for its Ceramic Pro maintenance. It's actually way overdue. I'm supposed to get it done every year. And of course, it was wrapped for almost three years. So it didn't didn't quite work out. And I still have some ghost decals on there. So I'm going to take all that shit off. You need to get a small scratch repaired and then have them do their Ceramic Pro maintenance package on the vehicle. So I'm actually looking forward to that. And my car is looking forward to that. So as you guys know, recently I went to Oregon for NS Expo 2021. And I actually rented a BMW 330i xDrive 2020. The way it was set up was I used my discount code from work, which allowed me to get the car for a lot less than other people were paying. I think most people were paying $450, $550 for like an economy car or, you know, like a Versa or just something kind of basic. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I like to pick up stuff. So I'm looking, it's like, you know, rent this BMW for 30 bucks extra a day. And I'm like, I don't want to pay 30 bucks extra a day. So I picked it up and I started reading the fine print and it goes, but if you're a elite member, you can get it for 20 bucks a day. And I think I may have said this previously on another episode, but I went ahead and paid the money. And so for about 350 bucks for four and a half days of rental, I think it was four days, maybe it was five days, four days, four days, picked it up on Thursday. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. So four days. It's not bad. Less than a hundred bucks a day. And when I first picked this thing up, first off, it had 40,000 miles on it. So God bless the chip shortage. These companies are are buying these cars up used. But it was still fine. 255 horsepower, 2.0 liter four-cylinder turbo, MSRP about 40, just under $49,000 if you wanted to buy one. 
So I had some cool things that I noticed right off the bat. I had in-house navigation was on the main display on the, the gauge cluster, essentially, instead of just the center display, which I thought was pretty cool. So you would see your radio station right in front of you, podcast, cover art, album art for your music you're playing. It's the little things that were pretty cool. But the navigation taking up the screen, and on the left side, you had your miles per hour, your right side, you know, your RPMs or whatever else and all your gauges. But it was cool just to have that nested like right there in front of you. The infotainment screen also I was very impressed with. It wasn't an afterthought. It was designed, it's like it's designed into the flow of the dashboard. So it doesn't look like a tablet glued to the dash. Like most vehicles, it looks like a big tablet or phablet, as some of us call it, just glued to the dashboard. And this thing was kind of contoured to it. It was uh, a horizontal in nature. I don't know what the aspect ratio was, but it felt like it was super widescreen. Some of my other initial thoughts on the interior, honestly, I thought the controls around the shifter, I thought the controls around the shifter were a little clunky. Actually, they're very clunky. So, for example, there was like four buttons, right? There's four buttons I could have picked on different drive modes and other miscellaneous things. But instead of it being four separate little push buttons, it was one long button. So you'd have to push down at the spot where the option was that you wanted. I prefer the four independent buttons. The long button kind of feel felt kind of cheap. And I wasn't quite sure, you know, who decided to to do that. Nothing I also felt nothing on the interior was very intuitive. But at, to be fair, it's probably on brand for other models, other BMWs. And for those of us not used to driving BMWs, it seems a little foreign. I feel like radio controls, and I've bitched about this before, um, shifting into gear, shifting you know, different car modes, sport mode, all the basic stuff. Um, the HVAC. It should be very easy in every single vehicle you get into, but manufacturers like to make a difference. The Germans like to make a difference. BMW likes to make a difference. One of the things that that I can also say is that when you're shifting it into gear, you know you pull the the lever down to get in a drive, right? But when you want to park it, there's a P button. You have to push the P button for park because when you put the shifter all the way forward, which is park in like almost every other vehicle in the world, that's actually reverse. So you can't really make that mistake more than maybe once or twice before you figure it out or you're going to damage some stuff. Maybe that's why the exterior of the car was a little beat up because people just never quite figured it out. Kind of strange, really strange. Another thing I can complain about is the interior. The leather didn't really feel like real leather. It was kind of hard, like a, like the like the cheap sofas that you see in a waiting room with the exception of the rear view mirror which was oddly super high tech looking and feeling the rest of the interior was eh, touch and go like i said i mean the the display was nice some of the the colors that they used were nice but just overall it didn't really feel like luxury now i know it's a 300 series bmw but it doesn't matter right because it's almost a fifty thousand dollar vehicle and it's a luxury vehicle, right? It's, it's a luxury vehicle, so it needs to feel like it. Like, I challenge you to get into a Volvo. Get into a get into a Volvo that costs $50,000. You will be blown away from the smell, from the feel, from the comfort. Everything is top-notch, first class. As far as CarPlay, this thing has it, which is great. It took me a while to figure it out because this was my second vehicle with wireless CarPlay, which is still needs some work. But in order for wireless CarPlay to work, you have to connect it to Bluetooth, like duh, right? But you're not thinking that initially because for years you just plug the phone into the charger and all of a sudden CarPlay pops up. In fact, when I was, before I figured that out, I remember seeing a CarPlay pop up and I hit cancel on accident. So when I was stuck in traffic, I reset the whole thing. I disconnected it from Bluetooth and did this and did that and reconnected. And I go, aha, CarPlay, boom. And when CarPlay popped up on that awesome horizontal display. That's got to be the best CarPlay display I've ever seen, which is kind of funny considering I was just killing the interior. It's funny, like the little things that matter to you. So while the CarPlay was on the center infotainment screen, 
the the navigation that came with the BMW was still on the gauge cluster. And it'd be kind of cool if CarPlay went over there. But then you had two different things to, to look at. But it was still cool. The lane parker on this thing, though, is egregious. It's egregious and it's aggressive. And throughout the four days, I never quite figured out how to disable it. And it haunted me the entire trip. Every time you're driving, like, just let me drive. So you want to kind of smooth, you know, go to the left if the road is kind of curved to the left. But then the lane departure sees a line and it, like, yanks you over. It was very disruptive. And also when you have people in the car, it makes it seem like you are you don't know how to drive. It's like, you know, Jay, why is a car keep jerking? Well, this is lane departure to thing, departure to thing. I can't freaking turn it off because I had to drive to a museum one night for a dinner. And it was an hour there. It felt like an hour there, an hour back. Maybe it was 30, 45 minutes. The cabin noise could have been better. This thing had a lot of wind noise. Let's talk about performance. All of what I just said. Other than the annoying lane departure, it felt really nice. And when I was driving from Andy Imhoff at the the Horsepower Hour podcast, his house in Lebanon, Oregon, up to Silverton, where the main event was, they had these really nicely paved, back, winding, sweepy country roads. And you were able to get on it. It has very nice acceleration and cornering. And you know what's funny is I didn't even realize it until I rolled the window down. Well, first off, the more I drove it, the more overall impressed I found myself becoming with the car. And I started to think, I started to go from, damn it, BMW, this cheap piece of shit, you're overcharging people on this car, to, wow, this would be a nice replacement for my wife's Audi. Not for me, but I could totally see my wife loving this 330i X-Drive. 330i? This 330i X-Drive, lane departure bullshit was standing. And I didn't realize until I rolled down the window... That this thing was turbo. I think I said turbo when I said it earlier, but yeah, I just didn't realize. Like, I don't know anything about BMWs. But I, you speed up, and you let off, and you hear the zzz, zzz. I was like, oh, that, that's cool. Took a 35-mile-an-hour sweeping curve at 80. Didn't blink. I think it was really nice. It was worth the extra $20 a day. Some of the safety features on this thing, cute little seatbelt icons. Nice little display of which door is not properly closed and which person doesn't have their seatbelt fastened. It's not necessary, but it's cool nonetheless. Rear had twin USB-Cs. It's the first time I've ever seen that. And then an extra power outlet. And, of course, the front had adequate power. If you want to pick one up, market average for a 2020 BMW 330i X-Drive is $41,000, according to vincheck.info. Would I buy one? Probably not, unless it was for my wife. Would I rent one again? Yeah, I would. It was nice. It seems like every time I rent a BMW, it's really nice. The 500 series that I rented a year and a half ago was super nice as well. So they did something right. It's a nice drive. And that is the Rental Car of the Week segment. Sign for the Builder's Corner segment brought to you by 4Wheel Online. 4Wheel Online has been bringing us the best truck accessories and truck parts to enhance the appearance and performance of all trucks and SUVs. Need a wheel and tire package? Head over and use the configuration tool. This guest knows all about that. They carry all the major brands of wheels and tires, so get off it today. Visit them at 4Wheel Online. That's for the number wheel online, no S. Start looking your best today. No, that's not that's not the ending. Anyway, Wes, welcome back. What's happening, man? Yeah, what do you know? You know a little bit about 4Wheel uh, Online. I know all about 4Wheel Online, man. They just, they just shipped me some tires and wheels from my Jeep. And uh, it worked out very nicely. I really like them. I think they're badass, and I'm glad that I got them. Get a pretty good deal on that one? I did, yep. Um, so I know a guy who knows a guy. Yeah, and, you know, the way that the way that it worked out, it was really cool because I – right now, most people don't know that tires and wheels are really hard to come by. Like, mm-hmm. they're just like anything else. It's taking forever to get. And, then, you know, the first couple sets I wanted, like, I could wait a little bit longer, but we found some that, that worked out, and I really am happy with the choice that I made. And it mounted them up, balanced them, put the sensors inside of them, shipped everything, the lug nuts and all that stuff, and all I had to do was bolt them on. So, sounds awesome. awesome. And that was for your your new your new used Jeep Wrangler. So, what are we talking about today? I got a brand newish 2015 Jeep Wrangler Rubicon Unlimited. So it's that's the the Unlimited means it's the four door for those of you who don't know because I had to figure all this stuff out because I've never owned a Jeep before. I basically drive Chevys. Chevys and Hondas. Yep. So that's all I've ever had, really. I mean, and 
this time I got a Jeep. So just navigating that. So what are we learning about today on the Builder's Corner? Well, so, you know, one of the things that I, I, I kind of knew but didn't know, because after driving a whole bunch of these things before I found the one that I got, I always knew what a Jeep was. Like, it's an off-road. It's made for the off-road. And they've kind of just kind of made them for everyone to drive. You know, I, once you buy one, you start to notice every single person who's driving around the country that has one. And there's so many on the road. But you don't know that they rattle, that they wander when you put bigger tires and wheels on them. You know, obviously the wider the footprint on your tire and the taller it is, the geometry changes, you lift it. There's all these things. And to be fair, yeah. a Jeep Wrangler definitely looks like it rattles. Well, you've had a few Jeeps before. I've never I haven't had I've any the, Wranglers. I've had the more plush ones, but they definitely look rugged and like they would just be a shitty ride. You think that they're like trying to make it so that more consumers would drive it, right? So more people would drive them. Like how many of those are pavement pounders? Like I'm going to be honest with you. Mine's not going to go off the road very often. It will go off the road, but it's fun to drive. You have to get the right tires though, because you have to maintain that Jeep look. Otherwise it just looks like a rental vehicle, right? It looks like all soft. You have to sacrifice was, comfort. Yeah. And that was what the problem was with mine was um, when I bought it, the guy had taken the stock wheels, which I found out he had spacers behind him because it would have rubbed on the sway bar. But he had taken the stock wheels and, Plasti dipped in black and then threw Attaboy. some 315s on it. Just some all-terrain tires. And I'm sitting there going, this is like an off-road Jeep. I yanked those off knowing that I was going to do that, but then found out that there were some spacers on there, which I ended up leaving on there because the wheel offset that I got, I wanted to stick out a little bit more outside the fender. And then when you do that, things track different. So what are we learning today on the Builder's Corner? I'm talking about it right now. How the... so. Anyway, to change that, to make it so that it goes down the road better, you do like a heavy-duty track bar that's adjustable to change the geometry back. So the person who bought mine just lifted it and then didn't do anything else to it. So the mm. geometry's off, the alignment's off. And so I went back in and I put an adjustable track bar in there and I could twist that thing and set it up so that the front end was back where it was supposed to be. In turn, makes it handle a little bit better. And then I also threw on a dual steering stabilizer, which helps to do the same thing. So just kind of compounding that, making it so that it's more fluid on the road, it handles better, and uh, runs down the road a lot easier. I have questions. Yep. In hearing your story, you're thinking back to your days at Le Schwab because you guys did a lot of things. My Jeep that I hate so much, the Jeep Cherokee Sports, somebody had lifted it, so it looked it looked it it looked good but it rode like shit. Like there was almost no suspension travel. And I yep. feel like they, they may have done kind of what you just said. And there was probably something that I needed to unlock to actually get some suspension travel. Because again, the, the thing was it rode like I was driving a Tonka truck that somebody had done the honey. I shrunk the kids or like the Ant-Man thing too. A lot of times like with that, there's, there's incomplete things that they do with this Jeep. Like the lift kit was four springs. So you change the springs out. You change the shocks out and then you, they have a relocation bracket for the back track bar, which has nothing to do with changing the front end on it. So they just do that and that's it. Now there's advanced kits that change the sway bar and links, make them longer, uh, which will help you to get more travel. Like you're talking about mm. when you put a bigger spring in, it's stiffer. So it makes it ride a little bit rougher. Different manufacturers have different types of springs that have different rates with them and i'm sure this is something that like with your with your nsx when you go and you do a coilover kit or whatever you can change those you can change the length of the shock right which will make it so that the car is lower or higher but the more you adjust it the stiffer the ride gets or the or the softer it gets so you got to have the right kit you got to have the right things on it and this kit had you know because i figured out exactly what kit it was and it was missing just a few things and adding those to it made it ride way better so how do you add those to it? They have two bolts in it. Track bars are really simple. It has two bolts in it. You take the the two bolts out and you can drop the old one out. One of the things that we used to run, in, run into that was the hard part was getting that track bar back in. You actually need to have someone else help you do it. But fortunately, I didn't need to. I was able to just get it back in there and adjust it. So essentially, you get this track bar that's rigid. It has no adjustment to it. You order the adjustable one. It has a sleeve on it, just like a tie rod. You loosen the two nuts and you can change the angle of the front end. And so what you do is you go and you measure from one point up by the shock 
to the outer edge of the tire, see how far it is. Say it's 19 inches on one side, 18 on the other. Then you turn that sleeve in or out and it'll adjust it so that it can get to where they're even until you get to that point and you lock it down. Nice. Well, cool. And, is, and that is uh, because you're dealing with lifted suspensions. That's something that's probably, and this is going to sound dumb, but I don't have a truck. I don't have a Jeep. This is probably something that is common for trucks and Jeeps. Yeah. Super common. You yeah. know, uh, anything that has a straight axle in it, like Jeeps do, uh, you know, Chevy's, most Chevy's now come with independent suspension. Yeah. Where, where it's separated, but anything that has a straight axle in it is like that. It's, it's a pretty common thing. It'll definitely help change the ride, especially if you lift it, because when you lift it, you're changing tons of angles. And if the kit's not complete, I mean, you can go look up a lift kit for any Jeep and you'll pull up one that's really cheap and you'll pull up one that's really expensive. And the difference is, is all the extra things that come with it to help change the geometry geometry of the suspension back to the factory geometry after you lift it up and change the angles. Got it. Thanks, Wes. No problem. We're going to get to some Q&A for you guys. Q&A segment is brought to you by The Credit Mix. Fix your credit, fix your life. Text HB Credit to 737-4-CREDIT. That's 427-3348. Schedule your free 15-minute credit console today. Again, text HP for hard parking. Credit That's The Credit Mix with two E's. Fix your credit, fix your life. Let's get to some of these questions. There's some good ones. So if you guys submit questions, I will eventually, most of them I will eventually get to. First question is from NS Extra Chris Cut, which by the way, he's overdue on this show. Where do bald people wash their face and how high did they go? It's kind of a funny question, but I'm bald most of the time. If not, I have a small bit of fuzz and I just wash my face and then I usually run my hands up and over the top of my head, hit behind the ears, you know, kind of rub it all in, get the neck, everything, and just wash it all off. Like this is... Washing my face isn't something I do in the kitchen sink or the bathroom sink. Usually it's just done in the shower. We always see in, in shows, which by the way, let me know. I mean, do you wash your face only in the sink, like on commercials and movies, or basically it's in the shower? Sometimes if I've come in and I'm super freaking hot and I'm starting to sweat from doing yard work and I need to cool off, I'll run water over my face and some cool water, and then I'll just dry it off, but it's not like a soap and water experience. And if it's not soap and water, is it really washing your face? How about that for a question? How about that? Quincy asks, how old is Izzy? Quincy, Izzy will be 14 in January. Izzy's the dog at the end of the show. If you listen long enough and you hear the bark, Coy Sinclair of the Horsepower Hour podcast, who was not available when I visited Oregon, when I went to Andy's house and ate a delicious meal with Andy and his wife, because Coy picked work over hanging out with me. I'm paraphrasing this question here, but if the NSX was never produced... What would my car of choice be? That's a very difficult question. I feel like we've answered this before. And I say we, I think this is something that my former co-host and I tackled really early in the show. But if you haven't listened to that episode, that's fine. I get it. It's old. No one digs through old episodes anyway. I used to always want a Porsche, like a 993 or like a C2 or a C4. You know, back when I was in high school, I said that I would have a, a Porsche Turbo by the time I was 25. I was way off, way off because I still don't have a Porsche Turbo. It'd probably be a Porsche, some kind of Porsche or something else, you know. I really love the the RX-7, the FDs, in 93 to 95, I think that's where the years. I used to stare at the brochures, and of course, a car I'm still chasing, the Aston Martin V12 Vanquish 2002-2006, the one that was in the Bond movie. I fucking love that car. Still, when I look at pictures of it, I'm like, oh, man, I got to have one. I'm going to have one one of these days. So it'd probably be something like that. Red Goodman, overdue for a, a visit back on the show, is would you allow your NSX to be in a movie even if it risks being damaged or destroyed? The answer to that question is absolutely. In fact, when it was wrapped, I felt like that was one of the only things that it was missing was to be in a live action movie or something. And I'd always thought that if they were to finally get their head on their ass and do the Robotech movie, it, it wouldn't it be cool for my NSX to have been a car owned by one of the the pilots or something and just have the car stepped on by a Zentradi or something early, like a huge alien, like kind of early in the movie. Like, hey, that's my car, you know, and have to run for cover and eventually get their guns out and kill aliens. Obviously, they wouldn't crush the car for the movie. It would be a stunt double car, but still, yeah, that was that was something I would love to be 
love to have happened. And there's a lot of NSX guys that have had their cars in like the Fast and Furious movies. It's kind of an extra in the ba- extra in the background. So the chances of it getting destroyed are, are pretty slim. It's not like fielding Shredder with a hyperdrive. Like there were no guarantees. They didn't get paid a dime for doing that, and they put their cars through shit. Not a dime. Maybe they picked up some sponsorship money, but they didn't get paid anything for that. And I don't know if I would do that. You know, they had the 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 reality shows where it's like, hey, race your car, fastest car against each other. You know, Rob Ferretti, super speeders Rob. You should check him out if you don't know who he is. Super famous, in my opinion. Um, an NSX owner also on his YouTube page, though, super speeders Rob. But he had put out an APB a couple of years ago about assembling cars to be to be in a, a show about the fastest cars against each other. And that, you probably would have had to sign off and destroy your car. Finally, Wes Tankersley, who you just heard on the Builder's Corner segment, says, have you ever dyed your beard? The question is no, I have not. Thought about it. Wife really likes the the salt and pepper look. Apparently, it makes me look really good. Um, I think my brother-in-law does. Other people in the family do. It'd be kind of weird if I just all of a sudden started doing it, though. Wouldn't it? Kind of weird, Wes. Wes, who's growing the beard right now. So that is your Q&A segment. I want to thank Mr. Stoneman, Mark Stoneman, for coming into the studio. I always like to entertain guests. In fact, when local friends show up who are kind of into the cars, I make them come upstairs and throw on the headset. So I have a few more of those coming coming up in the next few weeks, actually. Mark is also an event photographer. I mean, he has a day job in the financial institution, but he's an event photographer. So check him out. His page is, is really just him and his family, but you can kind of see where his passions are. Wes Tangersley, of course, as always, check out his new show, Tank and the Mouth with Anthony Williams. Currently, it's only on Spotify, but it will move on to other platforms pretty soon. And of course, catch him on Shaping Success. And and also, he's my co-host of our weekly Instagram live show, One Drink Wednesday. So catch us every Wednesday. Right now, it's at 7 p.m. Pacific, but keep tabs. It may change when the time zone switches. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to this podcast, please. Then go tell a friend. Then come back. Obviously, each week I try to throw something new at you, although it's the same familiar format. And let me know what you like about the show, period. For those of you who have been listening for a long time, need to know what people like and what they don't like as we get toward the end of 2021. And maybe I have to to restructure some things for 2022. So podcast at gmail.com. Your comments and suggestions are always welcome. Of course, you can also leave them on the Hard Parking Podcast, the Hard Parking Violations Facebook page. So you can... Or you can DM me. A lot of people just straight up send me messages. They either text message me or send me messages across social media. Main Instagram is jfenning, J-H-A-E-P-F-E-N-N-I-N-G, just like the name of the author on this podcast, me, or jtravels, J-H-A-E underscore travels. Check out the YouTube page. Just threw up another video, an old archival rental car of the week video, actually. So I found a bunch of these. I never use them. So way before I even did the podcast or even thought about doing the podcast, I was going to do a YouTube page on rental car reviews. Of course, I don't travel anymore, but hopefully one day I will and I'll have more rental car reviews for you. So it's older video, but it's still kind of simplistic and fun. So give me a follow on Hard Parking Podcast YouTube. You can also find it at Hard Parking Media on YouTube. Need to think Ray Honda out of Scottsdale, Arizona. Higher quality detail, boosterbath.com, fullonline.com, tongue and sell shop wireless services and the credit mix. As always, Patreon business supporter, Kuya Automotive out of Winter Garden, Florida. Your NSX parts, first gen, and I think RJ might at some point start doing second generation NSX parts. If you're in a position to help the podcast upgrade, by all means, you could join the Patreon for as little as $3 a month and get access to bonus audio as well as show swag. Although I haven't had anything lately. I can't grow without you telling the world how great this show is, and I really mean it. Numbers are down, so let's do this. Let's grow this thing together, and I'll talk to you all next week.
Hey, this is Levi Epps, hashtag Mr. Financial Freedom of the Credit Mix here with a special offer for hard parking podcast fans. If you've been living with less than perfect credit for having evictions, late payments, bankruptcies, doesn't matter what it is. If it's something that negatively impacts your credit score and you're not able to get approvals for certain things, or maybe you got to pay large deposits and high interest rates, we don't want that to be you anymore. We have a program that will legally get negative items off of your credit report and keep them off. And we have a special code for our free consultation to see if we can help you. Text HP Credit to 737-4-CREDIT. That's HP Credit to 737-427-3348. Let's get you back on the road to financial freedom. Are you tired of blowing out your back at the bathtub while washing your dog or subjecting your canine to a water torture bath while leashed up to a post outside? Now there's a far more effective way to wash your pet while saving your back and keeping your dog happy. It's called Booster Bath a portable bathtub on legs. Head over to BoosterBath.com, one word, and pick one up. Available in three sizes, this tub system features a drain, a soap cubby, and water-controlling wand. This tub conveniently breaks down to be stored when not in use. Want to save 10% on your first-time purchase? Head over and sign up today to make that happen. BoosterBath.com Are you tired of your dog losing its cool in a thunderstorm or fireworks? You might want to look at Tongue Treats. TongueTreats.com High anxiety relief, pain relief, inflammation relief. It's a direct connection between the tongue and the brain. Doesn't waste time going down to the stomach, where it gets broken down, enters the bloodstream, then to the brain eventually. By then, little Izzy, my dog, has been hiding under the house for like 20 minutes. The Tongue Treat CBD strips provide rapid results for your pet with the right amount of CBD, which is not psychoactive. It's important to test and verify your pet is getting the proper dosage. A single strip should be enough. Have doubts? There's certified analysis from a lab available on the website. Think about it. Efficacy and economy. Tongue treats.